You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hi, guys, and welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I'm I'm going to put a trigger warning first because we are going to be talking about trauma and some upsetting incidents that might trigger some people. So I always want want to tell you that first in case you don't want to listen to this week's. But I think that you're going to want to listen because we're going to be talking today about reframing trauma. And so many of us have been through different types of trauma, not all huge, you know, big things, some just small things that have happened to us that have caused trauma. And I think it's really important that we work out ways to be vulnerable about trauma and cope with the trauma that we've had in our lives. And so I'm bringing an expert in today. I want you to meet Alison. Alison helps high functioning entrepreneurs like you reframe trauma. Um, And I'll tell you all about where you can find Alison. It's Alison Smith at the end of the episode. But first of all, I wanted to talk to you, Alison, about your own story. So And, you know, what got you into this in the first place? So tell us a little bit what happened to you that really started this whole thing off. Yeah. So first of all, hi, Lisa. And thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah. So my story really started when I was in my early 20s and I was caught up in a terrorist attack. Uh, At the time, I was living in, in South Africa Uh, And I was actually in a church one night in Cape Town. Now, some people may remember the story because it was literally all over the media. I remember the Um, story. I do. Yeah, I remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It was was called the the St. James Massacre. And a beautiful church in, in Cape Town that I used to go to at the time. And I was in the church service with a friend one night. And the church was literally... Halfway through the service, these masked gunmen came in through the front doors and literally just started firing on people. So it was completely unprovoked, completely just, you know, one of those random things that you think will never happen to you literally happened to me. And I was there and I witnessed the whole thing. I wasn't injured. Physically, I wasn't injured. Uh, We managed to get out of the back of the church after sort of, you know, everything had happened. But I did suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder for a long time afterwards. I didn't understand what was happening to me. I was very much brought up in a family. And I would say in a society as well that sort of encourage you to just kind of push through and, you know, get on with things and, you know, soldier on and all of that. And so for many years, I was in the state of high anxiety, a, a state of constant hypervigilant, being really, really scared all the time. Like I used to paddle up my door at night. I was, I was like terrified of everything, uh, you know. Which is kind going, of understandable, like having yeah, been through that, because yeah. we, all, we all see all of these things on the news and we all you know I know a couple of people that have been involved in things but we never really believe that it will ever touch us 
I think yeah. we always, you know, we have these these bits where we sit on TV and think, oh God, I could have been there. Like I remember when the London bombings happened, I was there the day before and the day after and thinking, you know, I could have been there. I could have been on that tube, but you never really consider what it would be like to be there. And there you are suddenly in the thick of all of it happening. I mean, do you actually remember, because I know with post-traumatic stress, it can take away a lot of the memory of the thing that happened. Do you remember being in there? Do you remember like how you felt? So I remember being literally being face down on the floor while all of this was happening and having that feeling of just feeling like I was frozen. And I was, I was in freeze response. So for people who know about trauma, even stress, the stress response takes us into fight, flight or freeze. And that's, that's a normal physiological response. So I do actually remember at the time feeling completely frozen and immobilized and actually feeling quite guilty afterwards because I thought well I should have been you know I should have done something to help those poor people who've been injured you know but that that freeze response is such a primal response it literally I would say it literally kind of consumed me at the time yeah so I do remember that bit and that was something I obviously I had had my own therapy for all of this I had EMDR and you know I, I worked with therapists through this and but this was the the particular part of the memory that I remember yeah that's really yeah. interesting and I think that we all we've all heard about the freeze response and the I mean I would never imagine that people would feel guilty having it because it's such a you don't know how you're ever going to act in any of these situations do you until it happens absolutely Um, yeah but I can I can understand that afterwards processing everything um lots of different feelings would be felt there during that so what do you think was the problem with just tucking it under the carpet just ignoring that it didn't happen soldier on because I hear this a lot as well yeah yeah I think the problem with that is with trauma trauma is a is a response of the nervous system right so if you think about when Let's say, for example, something triggers you, Lisa. You're going to feel that in your body. You're going to feel it first through a sensation in your body. You might feel sick in your stomach, tightness in the chest. You know, they get all all of those emotions coming up, like fear and anger and all of that. So you're going to feel and sense it before you you actually have any thoughts around it. So that's a a natural physiological response. So with post-traumatic stress disorder, what happens is our... We talk about a maladaptive stress response. And what happens is your brain keeps reliving that memory as if it was happening in the present. So as much as you try and soldier on and push it down and get on with things, your brain is still in that, that freaked out place, right? Because literally the tiniest things can trigger you. Like Which I'm means your to... body then feels it, I guess, as well. Completely, completely, yeah. So for me, like my body was constantly, you know, my muscles were tight. I used to grind my teeth at night. I was constantly fearful. So having to push through all of that all the time, you know, just put a brave face on and, you know, show up with this, this kind of this mask on, which is what I used to do for a lot of the time, it, it's not very healthy because it just means you're suppressing all of that. Yeah. And that so many things can trigger memories of things as well. It's not always the very obvious things that like people often say, well, you know, keep out of situations that can trigger you. That doesn't work that way in life because the smallest thing, like even just the, the smell of something or the sound of something can make you go straight back somewhere. 
Completely, completely. What was interesting for me was that the terrorist attack happened. It was in July, in um, which is winter in South Africa. And that night was very stormy and rainy and cold. And it was interesting because for years afterwards, I would get triggered by seemingly things that I didn't understand. And then when I traced it back, I realized that actually, you know, the night that I'd been triggered in certain certain situations the weather had actually been cold and rainy and windy so I kind of traced that back to that being a trigger for me which is really interesting so literally anything can can be a trigger and who helped you work this out so for a long time so so I went to a a therapist a a really lovely therapist so that was talk therapy so so it's sort of proper traditional psychotherapy I would say that that helped me to a point but it wasn't really a body in in trauma work. We talk about a body to brain approach. So things like brain spotting and EMDR, things that actually address the trauma in the body rather than just keeping in your head. So I would say that the, the real help for me came years later, actually when I was living in the UK and I worked with a therapist and the, the focus there was specifically with EMDR which really, really helped me because what EMDR does is it sensitizes, it, it, it takes the, the heat of the emotion out of the experience. So you still have the memory, but you can remember rather than reliving the memory. And I've and that's had that. Difference. Have you? Yeah, I've okay. had, yeah. And I've had brain spotting um, oh, wow. in the last yeah. couple of years which was really good for me because my trauma was all down to bullying and and my body would go through the same experiences it did when it was like 12 over and over again. So what you're saying completely makes sense to me because it took away the edge. Basically it took the edge off what my mind thought that situation was because sometimes we see things so differently when we're children or in our twenties as somebody else might see them. And so it's about just taking off, the edge of it and it's definitely helped me I think it's such a good thing to do so Uh, this got you into working in the field that you do now helping people with trauma is that because of how much it helps you absolutely it's because of how much it helped me and I think for me learning about the nervous system I do a lot of nervous system regulation work with, with clients and that for me is the is the core and the essence of any kind of trauma work as well because if you understand how your nervous system works and you know how to what to do to regulate yourself, you know, to get yourself out of fight, flight or freeze, then you you can reach that. It's kind of like being in that place of equilibrium where you can be more resourceful and more creative and all of that. Because when you're living in survival, you literally everything's focused on survival right yeah and then you become disconnected from other people you become disconnected from yourself so I would say that the reason why I do what I do now is because of my experience and what worked for me in terms of helping me to get through that as well which is amazing I always love it when somebody's whole passion in life and someone's purpose in life is drawn out of tragedy and something that they went through because I think it it's so powerful when you know that somebody who's helping you with something went through something and they have managed to heal themselves. It's why whenever I go to any, you know, any kind of therapist or practitioner, it's normally somebody that has overcome something because I know that it's worked on them. And you're you're so right about the nervous system. Like, I think you have to be really self-aware to understand about the nervous system. I never was. And it's only in the last few years that 
I'm much more self-aware about my body. And so I can feel, for instance, if somebody says something bad about me online or something like that, I can immediately now completely be aware of my cortisol levels. I can feel it. I can feel yeah. everything in my body changing. And I now have strategies that have been taught to me about ways to calm that down, to regulate it. I use yeah. things like a sensate machine to regulate yeah. the nervous system. And it massively has helped me more than I thought it would. You know, I am really a skeptic to most things yeah. um, like this. But when it comes to regulating the nervous system, I think it's so much more important than people think. And it can make you act really differently in life if you can regulate it. Because a lot of the things that we do, the emotions that we have, they're based on what our nervous system is telling us at that time. Completely, completely. And that's science, right? That's yeah. how we wired. So there's nothing woo about that. No, it's, there isn't. It's, com it's completely science, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's really powerful. So if somebody has been through trauma and first of all, I think that it's a really important thing to realize you might not know you've been through trauma. Like I didn't realize that my experience was a traumatic one. I knew that it wasn't very nice, but I never classed it as trauma, but actually yeah. my body had. So if somebody has been through something, what's the first things that they need to do to start trying to reframe their trauma? Yeah, I think first of all, it's important to realize, and I really want people to get this, that trauma isn't about what happened to you. Because a lot of people will think, oh, you know, I haven't had anything bad. Like I haven't been in a terrorist attack or I haven't been in a, in a you know, major car accident or whatever. So therefore I haven't had trauma. And it's not about the experience because we all so differently. So we all, you know, we all go through completely different things in our lives. So it's, it's really about the internal experience of that, the internal process, what happens inside us. Dr. Gabor Mate always says it's about what happens inside us, not about the story. So I think it's important that people understand that, that yeah. there's, there's no such thing as, as, in the olden days, they used to talk about big T's and little T's, and they're kind of moving away from that now in the, in the therapy world. So you know, don't think that because you're what you've been through is, you know, seemingly small. It's not. There's no such thing. You yeah, know? Because it's about your perception and how you felt it. So, of course, of course. So I think the first thing would be to the first thing is all about um, self-awareness. Part of the work that I do is to educate people as well. So the, the other side of my business is, is I, I do trauma awareness workshops. So I would say to anyone, if you've been through some sort of trauma, you're not really sure what to do, what the next steps are, I would say education and self-awareness are really, really important. So I would say work with someone, you know, find an expert, find a, somebody who's trauma-informed, who's had experience in the field. And like you said, Lisa, preferably someone who's been through their own experience of that as well, but has also got the qualifications and the experience to back that up. And just, you know, start doing the work. The first step is always about learning about your nervous system and about nervous system regulation before you do any processing work. You know, before you, it's not always about delving straight into the your traumatic experience because that, that nine out of 10 times, if you don't understand nervous system regulation, that's just going to trigger you even more, right? So it's about finding someone experienced that you can work with. And the first step is always regulation, before you get the processing and then after the processing, you get integration. So being able to kind of integrate that into your, your whole lived experience, so to speak. It's really yeah. important because I think that we don't learn very much about trauma, not only from the people that say that we should, you know, just 
push it under the carpet and be stoic and just get on with things. I think that's one way. But even people that try, have tried to help, especially like I can talk about only my, only my own experiences, but therapists that have tried to help me before, they often don't understand trauma. They're not yeah. trauma informed. Yeah. They are therapists and they've helped with, you know, I can talk things through with them and, and they can ask me questions and that kind of thing. But there are actually so many strategies that we can use ourselves to not just reframe trauma, but to make the feelings of what we've been through and what we perceive to have been bad, less bad. And that's a brilliant thing that we've got. And yet people aren't teaching that very much. I think it's becoming more popular now that people actually using strategies to help people through trauma. And I think as well, this trauma doesn't need to be to be new. Like some people said to me when I started talking about the things that happened to me, but that was like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like it shouldn't matter anymore. You should have got over it by now. And I believed that, that I should have got over it by now. And actually that couldn't surely be affecting me now, but things can be affecting you from when you were three that you didn't even know had happened. Completely, completely. And you know, the brain puts down neural pathways, like your brain's like a big computer and everything that's happened to you is like a, another memory that gets stored away. If you, if you imagine like your brain is having loads of different filing cabinets. So when something else happens in your life and, and your brain has, has a memory, like for me, I was in a church in a terrorist attack. Now, for me afterwards, years later, I would go into a church, I would get those feelings, those triggers coming up because in my brain, a church meant, going into a church meant trauma, right? Yeah. So working with, again, working with the nervous system, like you said, something that happened to you when you were three could still happen to you, it could still be triggering you years yet later if you haven't worked on that. So our brain remembers everything and stores everything. So it's about being able to adopt techniques and strategies that can break those neural pathways. Yeah, it's yeah? so important. Because everything's about patterning and conditioning. Yeah. And it's just about educating on this. I think like the first steps is just like for me, I just had to learn about it first, because when people were telling me about things, it seemed all very complicated. But once I started just reading up on things, it actually isn't that complicated. It's, you know, there are ways to deal with things and we can deal with them and we can get help to deal with them, which is really important. I'd love to ask you, are you still friends with the friends that you were there with? Am I friends with the friend that I was there with? Yes. And yes. how is she doing? <laughs> very well. Good. Yeah, yeah, Good. very well. She had a completely different uh, sort, sort of experience compared to me. Like she didn't have PTSD. Wow. She, she dealt with it in a very, very different way. So I think that's another point to make is that you can put two people in exactly the same situation. Not everybody will develop PTSD, Okay. And, and it's worth pointing out that I also had two years after the terrorist attack, I also lost a friend to suicide. And then we had another death in our family quite soon after. So I had lots of traumas on top of each other. So whether that contributed to me having PTSD or whether I wouldn't have had PTSD to such an extent had those two things not happened, I don't know. But that that is it's quite it's worth noting that as well is yeah, that not definitely. everybody you know you again if you go into like look at soldiers not every single soldier that's in combat a combat situation will experience PTSD some of them do some of them don't so again you know we there's a lot we know 
there's also a lot we don't know. And I think it's it's worth noting that as well. Yeah. We're still learning. There's still so much to learn about the brain. Yeah. How do you know that you have PTSD? Symptoms are feeling hypervigilant, exaggerated fear response, being in a high state of anxiety, like 24 seven, we have what's what's called the fear center in the brain, which is which is called the amygdala. And it's almost like the amygdala goes into a high, highly activated state. So inability to relax, yeah, just, just feeling fearful, getting triggered at, at you, you know, the wrong times by seemingly little things. All of those are symptoms of, of PTSD. I think this has been such a good conversation. I'm just fascinated by everything trauma and how there's so many people out there that could be helped that aren't being helped right now and could be living a completely different life if they were aware that they even had PTSD or aware that they've had trauma and that there are ways to help. So thank you for being here. If somebody is really resonating with this right now and wants to come and work with you and find out more about you, where is the best place they do that? Best place to find me, Lisa, is my website, which is www.ali-smith.com. Amazing. And I presume there's lots of information on there that people can get if they're going through trauma and they need to reframe trauma. Thank you for sharing your story with us today. I've really enjoyed the conversation and um, I will, I'm sure, have you on again because there's so much to this that we can talk about. And as things develop and as new strategies come out, I always love to hear what's happening out there um, to help more people so yeah we'll definitely have you back oh I would love to I could talk about this topic for ages (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to this and I hope it's helped in some way and I'd love to hear your own experiences of how you've dealt with trauma over on my Facebook group the fabulous five percent so that we can all help each other um, to deal with all the different things that we have to go through in life I will see you next week for another podcast, but whatever you're doing today, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.